Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Corporate Office Ass Kisser. Mr. Corporate Office Ass Kisser. Pucker up, Buttercup. It's time for you to show an office of your peers that it's not what you do, it's who you blow. Teamwork makes the dream work. We find it admirable that you're willing to get the boss's coffee every day, take care of his light work, snitch on your coworkers, knowing you'll never get a promotion. He does it for the greater good. We'd love to pitch in $10 for the birthday of a person who disrespects us on a daily basis. At least we made him happy. So crack open a Bud Light, Mr. Kisser of the Caboose. You remind us of what not to do at work every Mr. day. Mr. Corporate Office Ass Kisser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Previously on the C-Rod Podcast. So anyway, as I was saying, this ugly girl was in a nightclub. And of course I, Cristiano Rodriguez, did not come home with this chick. Cristiano has a reputation to think of, a code, but I can see she was all lonely and stuff, and I feel really bad. So I scour the nightclub from top to bottom, and I find this snooty little English kid ball or something, standing all alone. And I take him over to this ugly girl, and I make them think, I make them talk, and I tell them some jokes, and soon, they are singing, and they are dancing, and I think, Cristiano, you have a gift, my friend, a gift for romance. I like to see men's and women's get together, you know? And everybody tell me, Cristiano, you should use your gift to make a lot of money and maybe buy a yacht or a fast car. Cristiano has a podcast. That is my gift to Norristown. Lock it in and obsess on emotion. 98.3. Emotion. And now, this week's show. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it's time for the C-Rod Podcast for Super Bowl Sunday, February 11th, 2024, Billy Joel. One of the best to ever do it. It's not his first time on this show, and I will say this with confidence, just an opinion, my humble opinion. Even though this didn't fall, because this did come out in 89, so while it doesn't follow like the new wave synth pop type of thing, I will confidently say this is probably one of the best songs in the decade. And the funny thing is, he didn't even mean to write it. He wrote it, like, by mistake. <laughs> That's how good he was. You write all a banger like this, one of the best songs of the decade, he didn't even intend to write it. God bless Billy Joel. And I heard that he had a pretty rememberable, rememberable, memorable, performance at the what was it the grammys last week and i did see bits and pieces of tracy chapman and that was really good i, I like she hadn't performed on a stage in like 10 years uh, just dust off the guitar there tracy hop up on the stage at the grammys nobody's watching don't worry 
because I didn't. I, 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 you know, I boycott award shows, Academy Awards, Grammys, Emmys, anything that ends in the E's. Don't watch that shit. It's all big woke production, much like the Super Bowl, which I can say this with a little bit of reluctance, but I'm not watching the Super Bowl tonight. Nope. Not going to do it for a, a multitude of reasons. Okay. In my opinion, okay, when it comes to the playoffs, championship weekend is the best weekend. The AFC and the NFC title games. Like those, that's the best, that's the best time in the playoffs. But then when you get to the Super Bowl, like I've stated before on this show, the spectacle, the sideshow that it is. All right, now there's a multitude of reasons why I'm not watching the Super Bowl tonight. First and foremost, you you know why. I I I don't need to see Taylor Swift's face ever again. I, okay, and or Travis Kelsey. Now now. There's a whole thing now. Remember when I told you I was ripping people who thought they had the script, and it's still coming out. I have the script for the Super Bowl, and they go play by play, and then like the whole narrative falls apart after the first play because you're fucking wrong. You're 17 years old with pimples on your face sitting in the basement, and Roger Roger Goodell, what do you do? Email you the script? I know you go on Instagram, Stephen. So here's the script, idiot. All right, so it's it's the Kelsey Swifty freaking phenomena, and I'm hearing the the, the the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and then Travis Kelsey's going to get on his knees and propose to her. But th- that would be, if that actually happened, okay, that would be the, the, the biggest staged wedding since Jay-Z and Beyonce. Think about it. Look, look at Beyonce. Look at her, okay? I, I am not at all a fan of Beyonce. I don't like her in the least. All right, but you can't argue that she's a beautiful woman, okay? And she can have anybody with the money and the talent and the fame. She can get anybody she wants. And she landed on Jay-Z. Have you ever seen that guy? He got hit with a hot bag of what the fuck. But it was money. Money and power. And now they have it because they've, they've <laughs> they have unionized. Why don't they have kids? I don't know, because they don't fuck. <laughs> or maybe they do have kids. I don't, I don't get into p- other people's affairs. All I'm saying is there's no way that Beyonce looks at Jay-Z and says, I got to get that. And the same thing if Kelsey and Swift get married, okay? It's it's all for money and power. I saw a reel the other day with like Travis Kelsey's past like seven girlfriends, all black and thick. Taylor Swift was the one that stole my heart. Now, fuck out of here. So that's number one. Number two, Pat Mahomes. And I never, listen, man, I was always neutral on Patrick Mahomes. I never liked him and I never hated him. I was like, he was just there to me. All right, but now that I know that the NFL has made him like the the poster boy and they're going to, you know, any way that they can make him the next Tom Brady, he's going to be it. I didn't like that. And I, I didn't even hate him after the Super Bowl when they beat the Eagles. Usually, if a team knocks a Philadelphia team out of the playoffs, I hate that team for the rest of my life. But I didn't. it didn't bother me. I, like I, I mean, it did, but either way, fucking Patrick Mahomes. Before I get into the other reasons, we're not going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. He, this dude. So Pat Mahomes was walking into the building today. 
and he had these huge like Beats by Dre headphones on to the point where the music was leaking out. And he was singing along to it. It was the weirdest thing. All right, so I, I recorded it with my phone. Check this out. And I keep my side of the swamp clean. You wouldn't know what I mean. Because Kermit is my boyfriend. Kermit is a god. Kermit is the breeze of my hair on the weekend. We're all footage captured. Not bad there by little Patrick. Yeah, nice little 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 tone to his voice. Singing right in key, not bad. No, but I, I don't need to see him chew on his tongue for sixty minutes. All right, and and, and run and run like RuPaul. I, I don't I don't need all that. I, I'm not interested. Okay, I am not a fan of either team, the Niners or the Chiefs. Okay, but let me go back to Pat Mahomes real quick. All right, like, like I said before, but like you know, the one offsides play in the regular season. This is the this is the moment that I that he he got on my list. You just made the list. An offensive offsides call in the regular season, and he cried like a baby in the goddamn press conference. I said that last week. I know, but when I'm that, that was the moment. That was the moment. I'm like this fucking spoiled little baby. I'm like, do you, like, do you realize? How many Super Bowls that the NFL is going to hand you? Don't worry about a flag in a regular season game there, gay. We all remember what happened last year in the last play of the fucking Super Bowl. So shut the fuck up and cut that sideshow bob hair thing you got on the top of your goddamn head. Freaking bird's nest. Or whatever that thing is. Wash it. We all know about his lucky underwear. The guy's a scumbag. <laughs> no wonder he never gets sacked. Nobody wants to smell the guy. Hey, you don't want to sack me? Come on, man. We're playing football. Yeah, come on over here. <laughs> They're like, no, no. <laughs> Not a Niners fan. I, I was always neutral on the Niners until they were just the biggest crybabies Losing to the Eagles last year. I mean, they've been they talked shit about it for like a year straight. It's like stop it. All right, so I have no interest in either team. I have no interest in Kelsey Swifty. I have no interest in Pat Mahomes. I have no interest in the wokeism that is the Super Bowl. We're we're the most divided we've ever been. So what do they do? Oh, put end racism in the end zone. Now oh, that'll be good. Let's have a black and a white national anthem. That's not divisive, is it? And then flash into a goddamn celebrity every two seconds. I, I'm over the whole show. And and the, and the Super Bowl halftime show that takes 90 minutes. I'm good, fam. You know what I'll do? I'll probably tune in when there's three minutes left just to see who wins. Other than that, I am not interested in the spectacle sideshow that that thing is. So sorry, Super Bowl. I will not be tuning in. Good to be back with you guys as always, and I got some fun stuff for you today. And I, I did want to start. Let me get my book. Oh. <clears throat> I did want to start real quick with a few messages that I got regarding last week, and nothing bad. I, I mean, I did. I got one. I'm not even going to share it. One a bad email that I got. The guy just basically ripped me 
as a person. It, but it, did, it didn't really have any freaking meat to it anyway, so I'm, it's not even worth sharing. But I got a couple <laughs> – I got some messages about that Cristiano Rodriguez thing that I did last week, which, again, I, I give full credit to my buddy Chuck for that. But, you know, people thought it was funny <laughs> because they knew – like, there was there were some people – well, one person that sent a message that didn't even know, never played Vice City. They don't even know what it is. But when I played the, the original clip of Fernando Martinez, they thought that was funny. So I guess like they, you know, everybody remembered it for the people who don't know what the game was. But that was, I, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <clears throat> and the other one was, I, I, you know, I wasn't even really trying to do this because this guy's not even in like my stable but there were people saying, like, you know, when I when I was talking like Woody Harrelson last week, like they liked that. They're like, you sounded just like him. I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do him. I was just mocking him. It was that was that was weird to me. I thought that was weird. So I was I looked at a meme the other day and I forget exactly what it was usually if it's like a meaningful one that I might use I'll take a screenshot of it but for some reason I didn't with this one because I really didn't even think about it I was like it was something to the effect and I don't even know what it was 100% but it was something to the effect where it, the, the meme was saying like did the guy who invented milk do xyz and I, I thought to myself like invented milk milk wasn't invented it, it was discovered. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like there was a guy down, in, a mad scientist down in a lab, like going like, how can I come up with a new fresh beverage? But one that's just a little bit thicker than what we're normally drinking. Like, that never happened. You know, it wasn't like he was the guy that made Heinz ketchup. That guy was a nutbag, by the way. <laughs> he fucking, dude, that dude was nuts. You know, did you know that he invented ketchup, but he had no idea what he was inventing it for? Yeah, I was watching the history of food, right? And they have like these re-dramatizations about, you know, whatever the the subject matter was, and like the guy, and they just do these little reenactment type of things, right? Now this guy was in here with some tomato-based sauce, okay, that wasn't tomato sauce, but he was trying to make something else, but he had no idea what he was making it for. It wasn't like he was saying like, I need something to put on French fries, goddammit. Like he he'd, hey, I had no idea what he was doing, but he was just trying to make something, right? Now. He was in this kitchen like 24-7, you know, like always coming up with these concoctions and all this kind of shit. And anytime anybody walked by him in the kitchen, he's like shoving a wooden spoon in her face like, here, taste this. <laughs> and It's coming right out of the pot. These people were fucking getting blisters on their lips. And they're sticking a fucking wooden spoon in their face. But he was a nut, but he, he, you know, he was trying to discover something. He was trying to invent something, not discover something. And then I got to thinking about, you know, when they did have milk. Because nobody, how did you know? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. It's like, hey, look, look at the teats coming off of that fucking thing. There's got to be something in there. We've got to crack that open. It wasn't known. Nobody, nobody did. Nobody knew nothing. Unless I'm wrong. I mean, there's no history of milk on A&E. So I, I, I don't know if that's or the history channel, whatever that is. They have the history of food. They don't have the history of milk. Maybe I'm wrong. But what I started to think about was. The guy, the guy that actually got the first milk. What were you doing? <laughs> Think about it. 
We didn't know that milk came out of that, out of that the, the teats. We had no idea, okay? We had no idea that that was a thing. And even if we did, wouldn't, wouldn't we think it was like urine or, or something like that we couldn't consume? If there's one thing I can tell you with great certainty is that guy that first jerked off a cow, he was not there for milk. <laughs> what were you doing? You know what I'm saying? And then, and then ironically enough, to, to cap it all off, how kismet this thing was that you're jerking off these teats and what color came out of the goddamn thing? <laughs> if a hundred dudes fucking jerked off into a bucket, do you think we'd drink it? No, you don't. You, you, you come in and fucking jerk off a cow. What do you think the other people would eat? When, when the guy brought two buckets full of milk, white milk coming out of the cow barn, and they brought it back up to their family, what, what, do, you, what do you think they thought? Morning. Yeah, I hope you don't mind. I got up a little early, so I took the liberty of milking your cow for you. Yeah, it took a little while to get her warmed up. She sure is a stubborn one. Then pow, all at once. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. And how did you know? How did you know it was good for human consumption? I, I want answers. I have no idea. I mean, because like I said, the guy, the guy got lucky. All right, let's just put it this way. He went down there with with completely different intentions than than, than quote unquote inventing milk. And he just came up with the biggest cover-up of all time. He's like, no, I was going down there to get that. I was just trying to get a new beverage. I wanted to, you know, I want to invent cheese. I want to invent butter. I, I, you know, I got thing. I got, I got plans. He was down there for anything but that. Oh. <laughs> the milkman. God bless him. Anyway. I, you guys know me with the misophonia and you know me with people like posting themselves eating food on Instagram as if it's a talent or a skill. One thing that really drives my mis- my misophonia crazy is the people that eat online but they're where they have a microphone on their fucking collar. Now there's this there's this one reel and I'm going to play it for you because this 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 fucking whatever she is is absolutely disgusting. She is disgusting. All right. Now look, you know I I don't sit there like let's put it this way. This woman is large. Okay, so large that she she doesn't have a neck. Okay. Now listen, you know. I, I got room to talk. Like I said, when I when I say this all the time, when I turn 40, I'm, I'm now the shape of my father, okay? It, it's what it is. We all we all gain weight as we get older, okay? I get that. But but when you when you, when you you do it the way this woman is doing it, okay? I, I, if there was a sports book that I could bet that she was she's going to end up on 600-pound life, I'd bet the farm. I would bet the farm, okay? Because she obviously has no care in the world I'm going to tee up this disgusting thing. 
she was eating fried catfish and spaghetti. Maybe you like spaghetti and meatball? Be more comfortable with that analogy? Who does that, that combo to begin with? All right, but... And it's another one who just completely manipulates the English language. And this this whole video that I'm about to play for you right now made me cringe. Oh, man. It was just epic. Okay, just just listen to this real quick, please. I'm fish tonight. Yeah, I heard it. If that fish ain't fried hard, I don't want it. Yes, I fried this fish. Got me a little sauce and hot sauce. Got me a spike. Are you aiming for a quadruple bypass? Like, is that your goal? Because she's just, it, it, the thing that angers me about this is the, the woman's like 400 pounds. And she's like proudly taking in 4,000 calories. If you would have saw that piece of catfish, okay, it looked like a fucking Timberland. And even with more disgusting, she was she was eating it with her hands. Like, don't don't use a fork like a human being. She was ripping that thing. Oh, God. And, the, and the, y'all hear that crunch? It wasn't fish. It was fish. We're having fish. She was disgusting. And it, it, like I said, like she just had this, I don't know, it was like a pompous look on her face. Like, yeah, that's right. I'm 400 pounds. So that means I need to take in 12,000 calories a day. There is no doubt in my mind, okay? There is absolutely 1,000% no doubt in my mind she's going to end up on that show with that freaking, we all know that doctor I've talked about before on that show. You're too fat. Are you eating too much? You fat slob. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. It's, it's coming. Either that or death. Either one. Her life is now the mafia. She's dead or in prison. She's going to end up on 600-pound life or dead. Either or. Whichever comes first, and I think the latter is coming first. If the nine pounds of pasta and the Timberland catfish they ate was any indication at all. And another thing, and you don't even need to see the video, she was struggling to breathe. Like when you got it, listen, I'm going to tell you something right here, okay? This is going to come right from the WHO. <laughs> if you are having, okay. If you are out of breath from eating, it's time for a fundamental change in your life, okay? (laughs) Thank you. So I've talked about this one time before on this show, but this, this one was actually happened in real life. I was at the Wawa the other day, and um, I get out of my car. I'm on my way to the door. Now, I'm on the right-hand side walking towards the door, and coming from the left-hand side, 
And you guys know I have the uncanny ability to be able to identify people just by looking at them. A Karen was coming right at me. How do I know it was a Karen? Well, dead giveaway, the haircut. All right, but not just the haircut to identify a Karen. The clothes just scream middle-aged suburbia. Like they'll have like a, a sweater on, like a like an old lady sweater with like a, a floral print on white pants. But the dead giveaway of a Karen that you can identify from a mile and a half away is their resting face. They are known in the wild for having the biggest resting cunt face there is. And she she fit the criteria 100%. Now, the thing was, she had to go past me. She was coming from the left-hand side. I'm on the right-hand side approaching the door. She had to go past me because she had some trash in her hand that she wanted to go throw in the trash can. Thankfully, it wasn't being occupied by somebody who was eating their shorty on top of it. All right, now, me being the guy I am, and I've said this on the show before, where if, you know, if you're outside of the range of me holding the door for you, I'll still hold the door for you. And why did I know that when I, when I went, I'm like, she's at the trash can. She's probably about 10 feet away, and I'm like, oh, I'll fucking hold the door for her. Why did I know something, something was going to happen? Now, nothing really happened, okay, but... I, I just wanted to elbow her, okay? I wanted to elbow her in the teeth when she did this, okay? I'm holding the door for her for an extended period of time. It wasn't like you were right behind me. I was going out of my way to to do a gesture. What did she do? She didn't just grab the door like while I was holding like to get to get her hand on it. She like slapped the door like she was angry that I was holding the door for her. I swear to God. So here's what happened. Okay. <laughs> she grabs the door, doesn't say thank you, nothing. Okay. I took two steps into the vestibule before I went to go put my hand on the handle of the other door. And I went, you're welcome. And she went like, Pfft. I was like, so you know what I did? <laughs> I opened the door like just, just enough. I cracked it. Like, just so I could get through the door. And I put my hand quick on the handle on the inside. And I pulled the fucking door shut. And she didn't say a goddamn thing. I I was shocked. I was in full ready for battle mode that I was going to turn my voice recorder on and share on this show. I couldn't believe it. I Like, she said nothing. Like, because I, I went out of my way to be it. You went out of your way to be a Karen. I went out of my way to be a fucking dick. You know, like you, you slap the door out of my hand and don't say thank you. What did you think I was going to do at the next thing? Step out of the way and open the door for you or even hold it for you? Fuck you, Karen. Take your fucking haircut, your clothes, and your resting cunt face up the goddamn street. It's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. That's fucked up. Now, this is a follow-up pretty much because now there's more developing into it. And I just, I can't get over this. I can't get over this, okay? Like, and I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, I, I keep on forgetting. I keep on forgetting about this plastic bag thing. So when I go somewhere, it's like, you know, I forget. Like, it's like I, I have to carry all these items. Like, I, again, I am not going to carry these burlap sacks with me everywhere I go. It's not it's nothing. I'm not doing it. 
but I was in the giant. Okay. And I had to, I had a lot of shit. Like it wasn't like food shopping, but I was, I had to get water. I had to get Coke zero. Like I normally do. I had to get cat food. I had to get cat litter. I like a few other items. Like I had a lot of shit. All right. Now I, I got my cart. Right. And I go up to the self-checkout. Now that's a self-checkout. Ring my phone up. And I, and I look over the bag rack. Look, here's my thing. If, if there's no plastic bags allowed in, in Montgomery County, why do people still have the bag rack there? They're sitting there looking at an empty bag rack, which is basically like code for, hey, but guess what? We don't have bags anymore. And I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, I got, I got to basically load this shit into the car, like item by item. And like, I got to get that all upstairs too. Like, what the fuck? Now, I looked right behind the scale, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I could not believe my eyes. They had a stack of the old school paper bag. So now we're supposed to fucking, like, again, they're not on a rack. All right, you got to take it from the stack, and then you got to, you know, you got to open it up. You got to, you know, ring it out so the whole thing fucking opens. You got to place it down. It takes forever. And I would, like, it's making the lines longer. Because it, these people, like, it's so awkward doing it because you don't have any room because everything has to stay on the scale, God forbid, or you're a thief. And then not only that, like, you know, when you're going to take your groceries upstairs, this is like 1986 now. It's back to the, like, there's no handles on the bag. Now you got to, like, carry it like a baby, like, in your arm. What if you got 10 of them? We've regressed. <laughs> now, Now it's... We, we, it's much slower. It's been, we went back to 1985. We got in a DeLorean. Now we're carrying paper bags again. Here's the kicker of the whole goddamn thing. All right. And this is, this is, I, I swear to God, I'm getting dangerously close to boycotting giant. Okay. Because like I said, as, as my, my buddy Matt so brilliantly pointed out that self checkout line enabled them to do that free delivery service. They put us to work. So they can make more money, right? And at the end of the thing, when I was going to go put my card in, it pops up on the screen. How many bags do you want? How many bags do I want? As many as I fucking need. What you talking about? I put two. Everything else was going to be a Lucy. Like I was going to put the case of water. Like what am I going to do? Put the case of water in a paper bag? I, I know that. But what I'm saying, the things that were going in the bag, I said two. 30 cents. 30 cents. For a fucking paper bag? You used to give the plastic bags out for free. You gave the paper bags out for free. But now now that we don't allow plastic anywhere in Montgomery County, you're charging us for paper? I said, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck giant. But the fact that we just can't have plastic bags, enough, that, that's enough but that we're going back to paper bags and now we got to go carry like, like carry them like idiots like we did 30 years ago and then they're going to charge us while while we do that that's fucked up that's fucked up one person who <laughs> and this is the god's honest truth there, there's one person that's saying fuck you to the plastic bags and i i love it and i, I think whoever is enforcing this is just skipping right down <laughs> you know what i'm saying because like it did i it, it did take a few businesses like a few times after the law was passed like they were still giving out plastic bags well i don't know i don't know if they were saying like we just got to get rid of what we have left or if they were just like scoffing right at the law which i applaud 
all right, one person who said fuck you to the plastic bag rule is my Chinese restaurant. Okay, now, <laughs> anywhere I've been, I don't know about you guys, all right, but anywhere I've been where I get Chinese food, like wherever I live and then I find my Chinese restaurant, every single time when I go to pick it up, it is a brown paper bag wrapped in a plastic bag. They put the food in a brown plastic bag, they stick it in the in paper bag, then they stick it in a plastic bag. It's every place that I ever go. And and they, they still do this. Now, this is like well after the law was passed. It wasn't like, I you know, until we run out of bags. I mean, they, they crank out probably 70 orders a day for like a month. And they still, so they're, they basically scoffed at it. And I, I got to believe, anybody who was still giving out plastic bags, they probably sent somebody in there. <laughs> You know, like, that's ah, the law. You can't, you can't use these plastic bags no more. Don't make me come back here. We'll give you a fine, blah, blah, blah. If they were going door to door doing that, I mean, if these are locals from the area, I'm sure they know this lady in a Chinese restaurant ain't going to have it, okay? She's not going to have it. They probably went to the place next door. All right, you better get the plastic bags and get rid of them. You can kind of go. They walk next door like, yeah, you, you can have plastic bags. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of that plastic bag. Fuck you. <laughs> Like I said before, she's very aggressive. She ain't going to put up with the plastic bag bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I'm up against a break here, guys. So we're already done. That's fucked up. So we have uh, get off my lawn. And I'm just going to warn you guys right now. All right. The one thing I will say is this. Okay. I am so happy. That last week that I used Vince McMahon as what an asshole. Because if you guys remember, I was saying like I was having like an ethical struggle. I was having like a battle royal in my mind because I had two assholes that I wanted to talk about. But I am so glad that I did Vince McMahon and not the other guy. And I'm just going to warn you right now, okay? I'm going to save this for the end of the show because I'm going to go the fuck off. Okay, I'm going to go the fuck off. And the reason I'm saving it for the end, and I know you guys have to know who it is. You have to know who it is after what transpired this week, okay? So if you don't want to hear it, you can just cut the show off there because I'm fucking pissed off, man. <laughs> I've had it. I fucking had it. So I am going to go the fuck off. Keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back after this. Hey guys, we made it to season four, and I am not going away anytime soon. You know who else isn't going away? My buddy Chris Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors. I am not going to shut up about this kid. He gets better by the day. I look on his website almost on a weekly basis, and I look on his social media. The kid blows my mind. I can't get over the talent. If you're looking for a high-end luxury project, this is the kid you have to call. The Cadillac of contractors, like I call them all the time. Whether it be general custom carpentry, handmade tables and benches, we know the thing, you know the thing. We've heard previous commercials here. I don't have to sit here and gloat about the guy. He's the best there is, and he's the best there is for a reason. Take him one call, build it right the first time, and it'll last a lifetime. Call my buddy Chris, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you.
All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. The great Tears for Fears. They were another band where, like, their B-sides were even good. Like, all their deep cuts and shit, man, they were just innovative. They were. I saw a reel. I don't know if it was, like, on the Howard Stern show or where it was, but these guys, I guess, are about 60 now. And they played live, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And the guy still sounds exactly the same as he, <laughs> as he did 40 years ago, man. They're still like, they, they were still tight. Like, it was like, oh, my God. It sounds just like the album. I'm like, my God. I do have to say, though, I think everybody wants to rule the world. I don't want to say it's like the identity of the decade, but I, I think for that genre, it's the best song of the decade. I think. You know, I'm just saying that off the top of my head, but that, that song was so new wave, it wasn't even funny. You know what I'm saying? But before I get started, I wanted to ask you guys something. And typically when I ask you guys for responses, you guys are pretty good with that. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm asking your opinion because here, again, I do this show to give you guys what you want. That's my goal. And and that's another reason why I like communicating with you guys because some of you give me ideas like Chuck did, like my buddy Matt does. Like, you know, like people give me ideas all the time and it's like, okay, well, you give me the vehicle and, I, and I'll put my spin on it. So, I, I, you know, I have a lot of things that I follow online regarding just being a podcaster, okay? And I got to be honest, nine out of ten of them, I'm not, what am I learning from them? I didn't learn anything from them. And it's just, you know, like, like they'll say, like, they'll be asking questions, you know, like, what, what, what should your podcast be about? What, what should be my target audience? What should be? And I'm like, if, if you're asking these questions, like, to, like, before you start a podcast, I, I, you should question why you're doing a podcast to begin with. Right. But I just, I don't know. I don't know why I have it all around. And if you, before I even go any further with that. There's this one, and I'm about to just stop following them because it's it's the it's the bounciest, wokest freaking thing I, I've ever seen. I don't know why. I think I just it was one of those things where I followed it because it allowed you to like they, like they would actually post like okay it's Sunday, post your podcast in the comments. So I just looked at that as a free outlet, you know, to to plug my show. But then I started reading like because they have like five different admins, and when they post shit, you're like, give me you, God. You know, it's like the weakest, wokest statement I've ever heard. Like, they'll sit there and say, like, they'll put a post up like, what are some of the challenges that you find being a podcaster? Tell me in the comments. Let's talk. This is a safe space. A safe space? We're talking about a podcast. Why do I need therapy about, about my own podcast? I couldn't believe what happened. I don't, I don't know what why I didn't stop following them when I saw this. It was like the week of Christmas that just passed, right? And the, and the one lady, she's like, the, she runs the whole thing, but she's like the top admin. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, do you find yourself stressed out in the holiday season being a podcaster? What do you do the week of the holidays? We can talk it out. This is a safe space. So, you know, you know, you know what you do the week of Christmas? You fucking put the episode out. 
You're going to ball up in a corner and cry because you're a little bit busy in life? If you want to take the week off, it's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, it's called mastering the mindset, like a podcast thing. If you want to just type it up, you don't have to follow them, but just like read some of their posts. It's like, <laughs> I, I wonder what the people, when they drop the podcast in the comments, what their podcasts are about. fucking idiots like it you know what i'm saying it's like 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 you're a mother a single mother of two and you're working two jobs and it's the holidays then then we can have a therapy session like are you too stressed to fuck out you got a two-year-old a four-year-old two jobs no fucking money we're talking about safe spaces and fucking support animals for podcasters Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, man. Anyway, so there was one thing I was reading. That it was like that line of questioning that I said, like, if you if you need to ask these questions before you put a podcast out, you shouldn't do it. But there was one that said, I, this one blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. And this is what I want to ask you guys about, okay? It said, how long should an episode of a podcast be? And it said a podcast should be no less than 10, but no more than 30 minutes. And I, I just went like, who wrote this? Like, who are you asking? Who's the one answering these questions and, and what credibility do they have? Okay. Because the number one podcaster on the planet, Joe Rogan puts out three hour episodes, four days a week. And I thought about it. I was like, 10 minutes, forget it. Because I, like, I can't even get to what do I got for you guys this week under 10 minutes. And 30 minutes. I mean, it takes me, sometimes it takes me 30 minutes just to tee up a story. It's not a credible source that answered that question. My question to you guys is, as you guys know, the last, I don't know, 30 episodes or so, I've been giving you a minimum of an hour and a half. And my question to you is this. Is it too long for you? Whatever the majority of the answers that come in this week are, are is, is what I'm going to go with moving forward, okay? Guess we're at a turning point here. <laughs> do you want the 90-minute the variety show, or do you want me to cut it back to an hour like I did in the old days? Because I'm good either way, you know. If I go back to an hour, it's much less work for me. But, you know, I, I've cranked it up to an hour and a half because it's like, again, I just have so much fun doing this show. So I just wanted to see what you guys wanted. So send me some messages. Let me know what you think. And it, it, the show length will or will not change. <sighs> Man, you remember... I told you guys this before, but I didn't tell you the story of how it happened. There's no real story to it. I'll, but remember I told you guys I lost my voice one time for like three weeks? It was the craziest thing. I, like, And I, I got to talk on the phone, man. It was so bad. And I, I, I annoyed everybody around me because this is when we were in the office every day. And I had to do a consultation. And I swear to God, this is what I sounded like. I was like, hey, how you doing? What, what's it was, it was like worse than Robert Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
but it lasted for three weeks. I'm like, am I ever going to get my voice back? I felt like Carol Brady. <laughs> so I got this thing, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Okay. But like if, if I, let's just say I just ate and I'm like full. Okay. If I cough really hard, I'm throwing up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up. Okay. Now, usually that is triggered by a weed cough because I don't do, I don't know what it is, man. When weed went from like Reggie, like what, like we used to get back in the day, like the brown shit with the seeds and stems and all that kind of stuff. Weed has come a long way since that. All right. And weed is a lot more potent and it's a lot stronger. All right. To the point where once we made that switch into the really good weed, my throat like couldn't handle it like so i take a hit dude i i'm i'm choking for 20 minutes it, it seems tears coming out of my eyes the whole fucking nine which triggers me to throw up if i had just eaten now this was probably you know this is uh, five years ago i think this happened it was like 2018 and i was i was eating i i came home from work i stopped at wawa i got a hoagie and like some takis right <laughs> so i fucking so i i eat the hoagie and then i i eat the takis right and i you know i'm like unwinding now i'm gonna go watch tv right so i grab my bowl i pack it up i take a rip i start choking and now i'm getting the feeling you know like you know how like <laughs> do you ever see like when you when you get that that feeling of like you're gonna vomit but you're like i don't want to do this you know like because throwing up it's a whole thing you know i've actually come to the, to, to the conclusion that because of that i've thrown up a lot right because i've eaten and i you know i start coughing all right but like w once i get the feeling of it now i'm like all right let's just go because you feel so much better instead of sitting there trying to fight it and there's like nine gallons of saliva coming out of your mouth <laughs> so i you know so i got the feeling after i ate the hoagie and the takis and i went to go throw up now i throw up and i lost my voice there, I guess there was acid in the, you know, you know what I'm saying? I guess like acid burnt my esophagus or some shit. I don't, I don't know. What I do know is I lost my voice for three weeks. So I'm watching a reel the other day. It was such a shame. It was such a shame. This poor kid. He, he was going through hell, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, his mother was there. It was, you know, it was a black mother, you know, how black mothers are with their sons. Like you can feel, she was in pain just just watching what this kid had to go through. I forget. Oh oh, pocky was pocky chips too. I, I always told you guys like I'm not. I'm, I would never do that one chip challenge. I don't. I don't care how much you pay me. I ain't doing it. And you know me. I like hot shit. All right. But it turns out that anything like that, like like takis, pocky one chip, flaming hot shit, like you know that all that stuff, is just poison. It's poison. This this kid was in the hospital, like throwing up, like like blood, pretty much. I think they said that takis are the worst. That's the worst thing. And that was, believe it or not, that was the last bag of takis I ever ate in my life. And I didn't even know about it back then. But I just remember throwing it up and just it burning me. Like it was just like, oh my god, giving you straight poison. <laughs> Speaking of vomiting, you know I. I you remember when we were young, young, like in grade school, and it it, it seemed 
to happen every single day, and I, I, I got no fucking reason why. Is this part of growing up or what it is? All right, but like at some point in the school where you were like walking through the hallways or in a classroom or even in a gym or, or you know anything like that, there was always that pile of sawdust on the floor because some kid fucking threw up. <laughs> All right, we, like we had. <laughs> it was like, oh, somebody just threw up on the hallway floor. All right, we'll go get we'll go get the guy, the janitor, to go. F- pour some sawdust on this fucking thing and it seemed to just like it was almost like in big daddy where like you know oh yeah there's a little mess just put some newspaper on top of it <laughs> and we'll leave it there i mean it seemed like they never got rid of it it was like there's this pile of sawdust puke all over the fucking school when did like why did we throw up like that just randomly it seemed like a kid got sick every day it was like wait a minute why is this happening when I was in the the last grade school, I went to St. Martha's I, right before high school, and and our janitor, oh my God, anybody, any of my St. Martha's people out there, oh man, Eric Von Turner, if you remember that guy, <laughs> oh my God, all right, man, it, it, now I could be wrong, like I, I, my memory might fade me here as far as like what he looked like. I know he had a mustache. He was a black dude. I think he had the George Jefferson, like the like the fringe haircut, right? But but the thing was, he was a retard. <laughs> like there was, there was something wrong with the dude, right? And 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 we would just talk. To, we would just say hi to him just to hear him talk, because he his voice was just so fucking weird. We and like you would just see him in the in the hallway. And we'd be like, "Hi, Eric," and he goes, "Hi." Hey, how are you? Like, it was just coming out of this big black dude, right? Oh my god! But here's the thing about old Eric: the guy had not showered since the Carter administration. All right, this dude, oh, whoa. <laughs> fucking dude! I swear to God, he just smelled like straight human shit, man. Like this dude, fucking stunk. <laughs> I poop my pants. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking Eric Turner. You know, but he was the guy. He was the sawdust guy. Eric, yeah, somebody threw up on the third floor in the fucking hall. I can't get the sawdust. <laughs> he would leave and leave his, like, pig pen. He had, like, the cloud fucking constantly on him. Fucking guy stunk. Like, you could get from 30 feet, okay? <laughs> like an NBA three-pointer, like, nowadays, like Steph Curry takes. He's shooting it from the logo. I could smell Eric Von Turner. <laughs> you don't even think there was a Von in there. I think we just threw it in there. <laughs> fucking Eric Turner. Whew, God. Eric Turner on the fucking shower and get in it. Thank you. You remember, you guys remember this, okay? You remember when I blasted the fucking royal family? When the queen died at the ripe old age of 96? What did I say when that happened? <laughs> this fucking thing is a goddamn mess. Listen, man, it's 2024, okay? Let's just let's just dismantle this Mr. Rogers thing we got going on over in England. All right, we don't need a queen and a king and a monarchy. We don't need that anymore. It's a joke. 
you remember like like when they had the king of wrestling like jerry lawler and like harley race and they, they would come to the ring dressed like a fucking king like that that was a halloween costume compared to what these fucking people wear okay like <laughs> it's fucking nuts all right, but like they they act like they they make the rules and shit like that, and they don't. It's all it's all just for show. But here's my thing, and I, I don't understand how the hierarchy works. So if I'm wrong in this, just forgive me, okay? But like, when when the when the queen died, I said on this show, I'm like, first of all, I didn't know that there wasn't like a king and a queen. There's just one. He's either he's either or. There's not both. All right, so now. Charles becomes the king after the queen dies. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? The, the guy's going to be dead in three days. Like why, why even go through the coronation and the whole fucking thing when you're just going to have to go through this again? <laughs> Prince Tuesday, I presume. Like, come on, man. So w- what's the rule now? Like who's going to be next? Not that I care, because like I said, the whole thing is fictitious in my opinion. But but my thing is, who didn't the two kids that dipped like <laughs> Sparkle and and, and fucking uh, Harry Styles or Carson Wentz, whatever, whatever the fuck, aren't they the next in line to be like king or queen or princess or see? That's how I don't understand it. Could it be that other prince, the guy that's on Epstein Island? They're going to make him king. How does it work? How does the, how does the rule thing? Look, just 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 get rid of it. All right. <laughs> Just get rid of it altogether. So fucking stupid. Kings and queens. What's next? <laughs> Real quick. Tra- trailer park turkeys at it again. And not with the turkey. This guy should have been on the show shameless. <laughs> that was a great show until it became woke, man. It really was. Like the last two seasons, it was like disgustingly woke. There were the God and God having genders and all that. Like the fuck. But this guy should have been on the goddamn show because that's exactly what he is. He's fucking shameless. I told you he fucking sent me a a Facebook message asking for a ride to a goddamn concert on a week, like a weeknight, but that don't mean anything to him. But he, he, like, he put it on the, he posted it too. Like, I need a ride. I'm. 45 years old <laughs> you know and, and, and all the all the kids and baby baby mamas and all that right well like, you know and then and then all of his posts are like look i won on Fortnite. look i won on call of duty <laughs> it's like good for you i got, I got work <laughs> the other day he posted on his fucking thing does anybody have a, a, a PlayStation 3 they don't want anymore that they can give me? I got some games I want to play. And blah, blah. How about Amazon? Probably get one for 100 bucks. But okay, he probably doesn't have that. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, you don't, you know, like that's something that you, you let somebody offer you. <laughs> like you don't just go and panhandle on social media because you can't buy one. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Think about it. Like, all right, okay. Say you're at a friend's house, right? Let's go. You want to go in the garage? We'll smoke a joint. <laughs> you know, you go in the garage, you start smoking a joint, and you see like a PlayStation Three sitting there, and it's like all dusty, like it hasn't been used in six years. 
Yeah, big holy shit, dude. You got a PlayStation 3 there. Holy shit, man. Fucking man. I wish I had mine still. And the guy, yeah, just fucking take it. Look, it's sitting here collecting dust. It ain't like I'm using it. Like, you, you take it. You know? You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't sit there while smoking the joint and go, oh, my God, look, here's an old PlayStation 3. Can I have it? Can you have it? <laughs> no shame whatsoever. I, I, I got this thing, all right? This is not, I don't think this is Rodriguez Law. I think this does happen to everybody. I think, or it at least has happened once. But just the irony of it and the chances of it happening are just so small, but they do happen. All right, now, it's at this point. Like I said, I keep my little cooler bag outside when I'm, when I'm you know, when I'm out there so I can just have ice right with me. And at least one day a week, I forget to make ice. I got to go get a fucking bag of ice, okay? Now, I told you, the ice maker I got broke or shorted or something. All right, so I, I had to go to Wawa. Like, here's the thing, too, <laughs> before I go any further. All right, Be, being that I buy ice pretty frequently now, I like, I kind of know, like, there's, there's like, th- two, maybe three brands that dominate, like, the Delaware Valley, okay? And the biggest one of them all is what you would get at, like, a Wawa or, like, a 7-Eleven, and it's called Home City Ice, <laughs> okay? Now, this is the weirdest thing. Again, this is why I think degrees are freaking pointless, okay? Because, like, yeah, this person has, you know, the marketing department at Home City Ice. Like they, I'm sure you had to have a, a degree in marketing. They got the goofiest slogan for an ice company I, I, I ever heard in my life. Some of you probably already know it and, and didn't even think about it, okay? But, like, it says on the bag, it says Home City Ice. And in parentheses right, <laughs> right beneath it, it says, better than homemade. Better than home, hey, what do you mean? You, you, you take the ice cube tray, you fill it, you put it in the freezer, and then nature takes its course. What do you mean better than home? It's not like it's a recipe. You a little dash of salt, a little, a little pepper, you get some fucking cumin in there. Hey, a little ice cube. Hey, you know what? Let's just get, let's, let's get takeout ice tonight. I don't want the homemade stuff. <laughs> better than homemade. What the fuck? A marketing person actually came up with that idea and somebody okayed it. Like, what the fuck? So, like, you know, I, as I told you guys, okay, I, when I have my water, I like my water as, let's put it this way. I like all of my beverages, okay, my cold beverages to be as cold as they possibly can be without being ice. All right. Now, you're playing with fire if you put it in the freezer. Because if I do that, you guys know me, I'll forget. It'll be a goddamn block by the time I go get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, <laughs> me and forgetting and, and, and losing things and all that kind of stuff. My, you know, my buddy Matt, you know, he's he texted me one time. We were talking about uh, when he was giving me those suggestions for songs. I'm like, yeah, I played down the 94th when I played... And he sent me a text. We were talking about it, and he's and he's like, you know, he's like, you you fucking drive me nuts. Like, he goes, he goes, you're a steel trap with fucking music. Meaning, like, I yeah, I came out in '86, or like the, the bass player of Ario Speedwagon, or you know, whatever it is. And he's like, but you don't you don't know where your fucking debit card is. Like, <laughs> he's got me there. I mean, you know, we don't need to do. Right. So anyway. So what I do to get it as cold as it possibly can be now at the end of the night, I don't dump my, I don't dump like the ice 
the ice water. I don't dump, dump that over the thing anymore because there's still ice in its form and it's winter. So what I do is I take some bottles of water and like my, my Coke Zero for the morning and I bury it under the ice in the bag and leave it outside. Okay. And I go in. It is the coldest. Oh, my God. It's the best. I don't know. There's something about it. There's something about it. Because when ice melts down and it's still ice, like like when you have a cooler and you go to like dip your hand in like to grab something, but it's like ice, but it's still, it's like in a lake of water, but it's still ice. You know what I'm saying? That, that is the coldest you're ever going to get a drink. It's the best, right? So I, I wake up and I, I go, I go to, you know, to grab my Coke Zero in the morning. I go up on, on the balcony to go grab it, right? And when I reach my hand in, I guess like a jagged piece of ice, like fucking cut me. And when I say it cut me, it, like right, right where my middle finger, my middle finger's knuckle, it's right, it happened right on the knuckle, which fantastic, all right, because it's like the knuckle bends, which means like, you know, it's, it's going to be a bitch getting this thing to, to heal because the ice cube took a full layer of skin off. I had to like peel it off. I'm like, ooh, and then, and then like, you know, like once you rip that open, like that, that exposed skin, man, oh my God, it stings just looking at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is going to be a motherfucker to heal. Thanks a lot, ice. <laughs> only me would, would, would I fucking make a, a gash from an ice cube. Only That only happens to me. What happens to everybody else, I think at least once in your life you've had this happen, okay? Now, this thing has been on me for about three weeks, all right? And it's just starting to go away because, again, it was like it's on a crease. So every time I would like, you know, if I make a fist or fucking do something, like it was cracking, you know what I'm saying? It was fucking annoying. So finally it got to the point where, like every other one, like the scab starts to deteriorate, the skin has now healed itself, and now the scab just starts to go away on its own, right? But what happens when you get to that point? There's no real, like, you know, I don't want to say pain, but like inconvenience, like you don't even feel it anymore. It's just time for it to go away, okay? I was going to walk into the kitchen, or not the kitchen. I was going to walk to the bathroom, okay? And I'm, I'm passing by, like, as I go into the hallway, like, where the two walls meet into a corner, I'm walking, and as, like, you naturally swing your arms when you're when you're walking, I clipped my hand right, right on the corner of the, where the two walls meet. And where do you think it hit? Directly on the scab. And it ripped it back open, and it, you know, and then and now another week went by. Now I'm back to where I was before, but like, how? What are the chances of that happening? You know, and it's always when the cut heals. It's never like when it's still fresh. It's like it's like when you're about to go away, and then you clip it on something. You got to go through the whole thing all over again. Somebody make it make sense, and I know it's happened to you. Like that, that can't be a Rodriguez law thing, because it's happened to me a million times. If it happens by law of average. If it happens to me a million times, it's happened to you at least once. <laughs> it's time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week, so here it is. What the hell is this? Get off, get off my lawn. This should be pretty quick today, but <laughs> it's a fucking dude. You fucking people are so fucking stupid. Like, you really have to have an IQ of, like, 14 to do some of the shit that you do. Like I said, like, you're, you're, you're looting stores and posting it on Instagram Live. You know, I told you about the other one. Where the two, ki- two kids jumped somebody and took everything that he had in his possession and then, and then went on Instagram to, like, put on Live, on Instagram Live, all the shit that they stole from him. 
Like, are you that stupid? But here's the one that just, that just, I, I saw this reel the other day, and I, this is not the first time I've seen this. This happens all over the country, and it's like, you fucking idiot. If they enforce law the way that they used to, like now you loot, you, you don't go to jail. You could just go do whatever you want. But back in the day when you could go to jail, like if you're going to go to jail, like you better do, you know what I'm saying? Like don't rob a bank because that's federal. But like a jewelry store, like if you're gonna if you're gonna go, hey, stick them up to fuck it to say, give me the diamonds, give me the jewels. See, you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you know, do it in a, in a place where it's gonna be a big score. Like you don't go to a Seven Eleven and and, t- and take the two hundred eighty seven dollars they got in a register and risk going to jail for that. You want to at least get paid, eh? This kid was seventeen years old. Yeah. And an employee filmed this whole thing. And I'm like, this. I see this every day. It's the stupidest thing ever, okay? The kid goes into a cell phone store, an Apple store or whatever it was, you know, whatever it is. And they got all the display phones that are there, you know? And he's like, and, and like those things are like wired in. Like you can't just pick it up and walk out of the store. It's like it's attached to the point where you got to like rip it the fuck out of there, right? This kid went in there, probably it took him about five minutes, and he went to every sample phone in the store and was ripping it out. Everybody's just looking at him like, are you that dumb? Like, you do realize you have a GPS on you right now, right? Like, if, if, if they really did want to catch you, number one. But number two, those phones aren't phones. They're just, they're, they're just prototypes. Like, it, 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 there's a display screen and shit like that, but they can't be activated. You dumb fucking heathen. <laughs> I mean, how stupid can you be? How stupid can you be? <laughs> Save myself putting the Pacino drop in there. But really, how, how dumb? So here's what he did. Did he have a, a satchel to, ca- to carry these all out in? Did he have a backpack, a duffel bag, a suitcase, even? No. You know, he did. He took probably 60 fake phones and stuffed them down his pants. Now, when he, when he went to go walk out of the store, like, it was funny as shit because, like, like, everybody just sat there and watched the kid do it, like, in disbelief. They weren't even mad. They were just like, are you really doing this right now? Like, you're, you're, you do realize you're taking fake phones. And he did it with such moxie and such anger. Like, he's ripping these things. He's my phone. So when he went to go walk out the store, all the phones had like dropped like to his gooch. They were like in the webbing of the of the pa- of the pants, like you know, like right in his gooch area because he had so many of them. They were like falling down his legs and shit. He waddled his ass out the door. It's like clang. <laughs> you hear the phones in his fucking pants. It's like, oh my god, I actually did see. <laughs> I saw this dude go into a liquor store and do that. He put he put like twenty bottles down his pants. And I, <laughs> as he's walking out the store, like the security guard just looking at him, like really, bro? Because you heard the bottles all clanging together <laughs> as he's walking. He's wobbling, like how fucking stupid are these people? God, it's crazy, man. But I'll tell you, man, these fucking kids are idiots. Anyway, so I read that they are selling Nishamini Mall. That's sad. That's just sad. <laughs> it's, 
but it's another indictment on how you know online shopping and shit it's killed all that i was the mall generation and you know going there as a kid man it's just it's just weird now that malls are not malls anymore and i heard i see here's what i thought was going to happen i thought they were going to sell it off as a whole or sell the entire lot and then they could just destroy the mall and then you know i don't know whatever an apartment building or condos or whatever is what i thought would happen but apparently they're selling it off like in pieces because I think like right where Strawbridge's was, they put in like a gym, like somebody bought it and there's, it's just a gym there, but like the rest of the mall is vacant, which is like, what the, what the hell are they going to do? Now I never get down that area anymore. So anybody gets any reports on that <laughs> as the story develops, let me know. But I was, th- when I, when I saw that, I think it was on Facebook where I read it. It got me to thinking, because I was thinking, you know, I immediately go back to the times I had in the Chamonix Mall, okay? And I remember as a kid, one thing that was always, it was a staple. If we would go there, before we left, we always went into their into that pet store. Anybody know that pet store in the Chamonix Mall, where you go there, you see those little, little puppies? We would do it every time. It was, it was, it was so cool. But right outside of the pet store, <laughs> I never understood this. I never understood how this place sustained as a business. All right. And I just never understood what the mystique was about it because really it was just a, a different way to do it. You remember that kiosk with the Dippin' Dots ice cream? Remember that shit? <laughs> they marketed it as the ice cream of the future, Dippin' Dots. And they, and they basically all they were were just little bb-sized balls of ice cream it was just like it, it was still ice cream it wasn't like you know george jetson was making it it was, it was just little balls of ice cream the thing about that place was though i never in my life paid for it like you would just go there and they would give you like a little sample cup of it and you would just go like hey thanks there gang and you walk away like all right cool this is ice cream i don't know i don't see what's so futuristic about it the distant future the year 2000 but you know so anyway i mean you know i never paid for it but never was i ever getting the sample cup and saw anybody like with their wallet out they would just take the thing and go like thanks for the sample it was almost like the uh another thing about the chamonix mall was when you go by hickory farms they'd be out there with like some pimento cheese (laughs) with samples Trying to get you to go in. What did you do? You took the sample. Thank you. This is delicious. I, I don't want to buy it in bulk. <laughs> it's, it's it's cheese. How did they stay in business? It's like you give your shit away. Now, now if you're in the food court, you want some pork? If you remember, I did that. Sometimes you'll you'll take it and then you'll you'll actually go and buy the Chinese food. But I mean, like if you're just there, like if you all right, look, if you're there to buy like pair like two pairs of jeans and a and a pair of boots, okay you're probably not going to wander off and buy a log of cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand the people that did samples because people would take the samples and never buy the shit. And Dippin' Dots was there forever. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I always found that funny. Anyway, I, you know what? I got to give some shout-outs here for, for a second because... Well, two of them are Instagram people who are never going to hear this anyway. But but the one thing I got to tell you guys, this is for my Levittown people, all right? For, for as much as I rip Levittown, 
Okay, and I, and you guys gotta know, I'm being playful, but I'm not. I'm never ripping you as as a people. I just think Levittown is weird as a culture. <laughs> right? But for all that, you guys, I'll tell you, man. Like, you are the most interactive, and there's a lot of you, right? Where it's just like, oh man. <laughs> And every time I get messages from them, I'm like, I'm like, man, just for as much as I rip them, man, God bless you, you still, you, you still listen. <laughs> but again, it, there's nothing malicious about it, and you, you guys know what I mean. But I got to give you the shout out for that because you guys are, you guys are cool, man. Um, and the other are two people on Instagram I'd like you guys to check out because they're, they're fucking funny. Okay, <laughs> you remember when I was telling you guys about that fucking kid? That goes on Instagram and he, he he basically has an angry face on the whole time, but he's just eating hot shit. Like he's eating Car- Carolina Reaper peppers and ghost peppers and shit like that. And then, and then when he's done, he goes into the camera. He goes, no reaction. Oh, good for you. I, I, I can't stand the kid. All right. But this guy does it the right way. He does the same thing. Well, similar, I should say. But he does it the right way, and he's so freaking charming. You got to look this guy up, okay? <laughs> he's probably, I'd say he's pushing 70, if you look at him, all right? And and he's British, all right? <laughs> Which, uh, what Brit is not charming. And his handle is, I think there's underscores between each word, but it's the duet boomer. This guy's a trip, okay? Basically. <laughs> basically what he says i'm gonna play you a clip so you can get some clarity of it but look him up because his animation is just as funny as as what he does so he does it like the kid he'll have like all of his peppers like laid out in front of him like what he's going to eat on that video and what he's going to put on it so sometimes he'll just eat the pepper straight up and he'll put like hot chili oil on it or he'll put like some crazy crazy scoville hot sauce on it that kind of stuff right but sometimes he'll get like McDonald's. It's funny as shit. Like he'll get like McDonald's. He'll have like a fillet of fish and he'll put like nine habanero peppers on there with all kind of chili oil and shit. It's like he gets to a point where it's like, are you even tasting the fillet of fish with all that shit you're putting on there, right? But he puts the hottest shit on there and he announces what it is and what he's putting on it. But the way that he says it, he's he's like squeaky about it. It's hilarious. Just now again. When you listen to this, it's 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 kind of funny, but you have to watch him because the animation, like I said, he's 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 so freaking funny. And here's one thing I never understood about the guy, and he never explains it. Every video that he does, somewhere in the video, he's got a can of WD forty. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that's about. All right, but check this out: the duet boomer. A cascable. A red chili and some rolling chili oil. A green chili and some rolling chili oil. I didn't play the whole reel, but you get the idea, like how he's squeaky when he says oil and chili. It's just fucking funny. But he's it, like I said, it's funnier when you watch him because like when he's eating it, like he 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 like he doesn't cringe, but like he tightens up, like it's he gets animated. He's basically saying like "fuck, this is hot." 
<laughs> Instead of that kid with the fucking resting dick face. No reaction. <laughs> Idiot. The other guy is this dude's hilarious. This black dude. And I won't play the video because it, it, this it won't do it any justice because you got you have to watch this guy. I, and and I apologize. I don't even know what his thing is. Maybe you've seen him, but this guy rides around. <laughs> he rides around town on this little mini, like motorized bike. It's like he's. It looks like it's for a little kid, and he'll film himself coming like from the distance. But the thing is, the guy's got a <laughs> the guy's got a microwave on his head. <laughs> And it's it, it's like it's not on top of his head. It's like he's in the microwave. Like you open a door and his head's in there, right? So he'll, <laughs> so he'll ride down the street, right? And then like you know he'll be coming towards the camera, and he'll do like a like a burnout thing, like where he'll slam on the brakes and like turn the bike. And when he turns the bike, he's right at the camera, and gravity opens the door automatically, so his head pops out. <laughs> he goes, "I know y'all were pulling for me to fail." But I won't fail. You want to know why? Because I got a fucking microwave on my head. <laughs> and then he, he kind of like swings his head to the left so gravity makes the door shut and he just takes off. <laughs> oh, man. I was, it's so freaking funny, man. I'll, ha- I'll have to get you the thing. I, I'm not going to go into it right now, but I'll, I'll have to get you what the, what the page name is. It's, it's funny. It's fucking funny. All right. My manager's position has not been filled yet. And the guy that was like the manager of our department is like our interim manager. And the guy, the guy is just a cocksucker. I can't stand, nobody likes him because his way, his way of managing is, is, is let me dig up dirt on you. Like that's not, he's not a leader at all. Like every, like example, he's the biggest keyboard tough guy there is. But then when you get in front of him, he's, he acts like he's your best friend. You know, can you picture a guy like that? I swear to God, whether it's a team's message or an email, he always has to get a dig in for no, for no reason whatsoever. He's just being a dickhead. I guarantee you the guy was bullied in high school and and never got the bully back. Like he, he, he left it on like he was, he was the pussy. I guarantee it. Like you'll sit there and it'll be like, uh, like he'll send you something about an account. Like, hey, can you move this forward or whatever? And then I'll put in a chat like done and I'll come back with like, good. It should have been moved earlier. Like, no dickhead. It's due today. Like, like he does that. He has to get a dig in on every, on everything. He was the guy I told you. I, I sent that fucking incompetent email and, and copied his manager on it. Guy's a dickhead. All right. But they're going and it's, it's, it's sad. Nobody wants the job because they know how they're treated. So nobody's applying for it. it like the, the culture's become that bad. So he's going in like he's going into other departments who used to be in our department, like like, like trying to recruit candidates, and they're all like, "No, like, I don't want that fucking job." Right? So they they went to this one guy, and this guy, he's just how can I put it? He looks like a lesbian. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> That's the only way I can explain him. All right? He looks like a butch lesbian. Okay, and. He's he's the the company guy, you know, like like he's the guy that like knows everything in the handbook and all that kind of shit. Like he's determined, he wants to rise up the ranks and all that kind of shit, right? And it got me to thinking about how we are as a whole and how ninety eight percent of the people don't fucking see it. Like as I say all the time, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear, right? Like be a critical thinker, like take the information on a clean canvas in your brain, not swayed by anything else. 
you know, and like the simplest things I question. I'm like, if it's, if it's right out in broad daylight, there's something fucked up with, about it. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, I am so goddamn skeptical. It's not even funny, especially after the last four, three years. Okay. I got to thinking, okay, John D. Rockefeller. Okay. The, the, there's six or seven families that basically run the world along with BlackRock and Vanguard who, who basically owned 80% of the world's wealth. Okay. And, you know, how I always say they want to wipe out the middle class. John D. Rockefeller, okay, in 1902, John D. Rockefeller, he founded the General Board of Education. Okay? And whether it was a press conference or if he was doing an interview for a newspaper or whatever the fuck it was, he made a statement, and that statement should fucking ring out in each and every one of you, okay? He said, I want a generation of workers not thinkers. This is the guy who fucking founded the General Board of Education. And then if you think about how schools are, what do you do? You're just trained to follow instructions and complete tasks. Like, that's your whole scholastic. Okay, take your book out and open it up to page 37. Okay, we get the book. Okay, read this section out loud. Okay, I'll read it out loud. Go do your homework. Okay, I'll do all my homework. You're just trained to follow tasks, and, that, and that, that's how the worker world is. You just go to work, and you complete tasks for somebody that's above you, <laughs> like John D. Rockefeller. If you look at, like, a corporation, okay, like, I am the worker. I do all of the work. I, I have tasks. I have all the shit that I got to do. All right, while the ones at the top are just, like, like living life. Like, they don't got to do nothing. All they, all they do is sit in meetings all day that mean nothing. They don't do any actual work. What's What work do you do? That's for the workers. It's the same exact thing in the world, okay? Like the fucking middle class and the lower class. Like we're the workers. We do the time. And we keep their world going so they can live in it. Now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you guys a video, all right? I'm going to paint you a picture. This guy was given like a PowerPoint presentation of some sort, okay? And on the slide, there was two circles. One was red. One was blue. That's all I'm going to say. Just listen to what this guy does. Check this out. Despite what you might be thinking, these two circles are not equal. I repeat, these two circles are not equal. One is, in fact, larger than the other. What I need you to do is determine which one that is. So, please raise your hand if you believe the blue circle is larger than the red. All right. Please raise your hand if you believe the red circle is larger than the blue. All right, very good. Now, before I said anything about these two circles, what was your first instinct? Equal, right? Because they look equal. And the reason why they look equal is because, in fact, they are equal. These two circles are identical. <laughs> Yet I got just about every one of you to raise your hand and say that they're not. So what do we learn? That you can be manipulated like that to believe in something that goes against your natural instinct. Just, just imagine, just imagine as a child you're taught that the blue circle is larger than the red. If you say it enough times, you convince yourself that's the truth. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. And if enough people are taught that lie, that the blue circle is larger than the red, well now it becomes part of the culture. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, well now it becomes tradition. And what we have to remember is that just because we have a tradition doesn't mean it's morally acceptable. Tradition and morality are not always the same. 
I mean, can you think of any traditions that we once had in the United States of America that we no longer have? That today we think back and that was immoral. Yeah. Slavery. Slavery, right? Less than 200 years ago. And that was a tradition. So the traditions we have today doesn't necessarily mean they're morally acceptable. And as we evolve as a culture, so do our traditions. Now, the matrix is a story. It's a story when told enough times to enough people, it becomes part of that culture. It becomes the tradition. And this story is being told over and over every day. All right, now that guy was a thousand percent right. And really, if you look at it from like a, a red circle, blue circle standpoint, there truly are two types of people in this world. All right, the, the, the people who actually fucking believe that shit or the people who question it. And and that tells you right there, okay? If you, like when, when the guy was saying like sooner or later lies told over and over and over and over again until you actually believe it and you don't even realize that you've been brainwashed. You have no fucking idea. And if somebody tells you you're brainwashed, you look at them and can you call them crazy? You see, now the two types of people in this world, if you look at like the media, the, like the mainstream media, okay, if you look at mainstream media news and you go like, that's a bullshit, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Put on CNN and see all the, the spew that comes out of that shit, right? What Like, what do, you, what do you do? Like, that's a fucking bullshit, okay? The other type of people have blue hair. Those are the ones who believe the lie over and over and over and over again, okay? Just, just... I say be awake, not woke for a fucking reason, okay? Like, I'm not just saying it as a, as, as a catchphrase like I'm the rock. I fucking mean it, all right? Be awake, not woke. All right? If you're awake, you question the red and the blue circle. If you're woke, you got blue hair. That's it, <laughs> all right? That's the matrix right fucking there. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, okay? But it's time. For what an asshole. What an asshole! Now, like I said, you want you want to cut the show off now? Go ahead. But I, I, I strongly believe you should listen up, okay? Because, first of all, everybody who listens to this show knows who this week's asshole is. And I'm glad I used Vince McMahon last week after what transpired this week, okay? And if you if you need a clue of who the, the, the asshole of the week is and the asshole of the fucking of the, of the century... All right, just a, a few weeks ago, his son was the asshole of the week on this show. All right, it's Mr. Fucking Potato Head Joe Biden, okay? he He's he's had a rough couple of weeks. <laughs> he's had a rough couple of weeks. All right, and <clears throat> we finally have gotten to the aha moment. We are finally here. I, I, I did not think it was going to take this long into his presidency for the whole entire world to wake the fuck up or something as disastrous as what happened on Thursday because it was a fucking disaster for him and it was a disaster for the Democratic Party. What happened on Thursday was was terrible, okay? But let's go up and we'll, we'll, we're going to lead up to it on, on what happened, all right? Now, you know what? I wonder. I, I will I will play. You know, maybe I'll play some clips. Maybe I won't. I might just talk this one out. All right. In the last... Two weeks, okay. His 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 brain is just it's getting it's degenerative, okay. Like I, it's not going to get any better. All right, this guy has degenerative fucking dementia. All right, and he can't remember shit. He lashes out and gets mad. 
He, he, he has no idea how to walk off of a fucking stage. He can't fucking walk upstairs. He can't ride a bike. He can't talk. He can't do nothing. And I can't believe it took three years for the American people to go like, what, what's going on with this guy? He didn't, he didn't see this when, when, when he was campaigning from his basement and current international under pressure, but nobody saw that just in the last two weeks, two times he did this. He was, he was saying, he was talking, like I said, everything comes out of his mouth. Not, not to be cliche. That's a lie. It is the guy law. Everything he says is a lie. The other week he was he was talking about he's like I was talking about January sixth and, and he, I forget what the guy's name is some guy from France he was talking about January sixth with okay the only problem is that guy's been dead since 1996. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. Then he had another one where he, I think it was like a, it wasn't a 60 minutes interview but it was similar to that he was being interviewed by a network anchor. And he was talking about like a the the crime bill or some shit with with a certain guy from another country, and that guy had been dead since like two thousand and two. And he and he said when he talked to the guys when he when he left the Senate, which was two thousand eight, when he became vice president. So the guy's been dead for six years, and you and you had conversations with him about a bill that didn't even pass until after the guy was dead. I see. So what I'm about to say here of what happened on Thursday. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah, the other one. He was he was giving a speech and he was talking about like Gaza and Palestine and like what's going on over there and the guy fucking flat out forgot what Gaza was. And he's talking, he's like hey, over there in uh, in uh, yeah, over in uh, and somebody in the crowd goes Gaza and he goes oh, yeah, thank you. Gaza, yeah, yeah. He thinks in his mind Gaza the Gaza strip is is a is a gourmet chicken finger in his potato head fucking brain. All right, but I now listen. When it comes to things like this, when I'm telling you what's going to happen in the world, all right? I, I'm not batting a thousand, all right, but I, I'm fucking Ted Williams. All right, you better listen up. Okay, because what have I been saying for the last, what, six to eight months? And I've really been saying it since he got into office. But what did I say? What have I been saying all along? There's no way he's going to be in that on that ticket in November. No fucking way in hell. I just didn't know how they were going to do it. And they, and they just did. His own administration special counsel. Did an investigation and, and you know and and took a deep dive into his mental acuity against him. You want to know why? I'll I'll give you the results of that in a minute. The reason why is because they know if if he runs in November, he's going to lose bad. He if let me let's put it this way, okay? And, and I will say this with great confidence: if it's Trump versus Biden and the election is fair, he wins forty-two states. Trump, because everything that he's done in the last three years, even the people who voted for him are like, fuck this guy. Because everything is not like everybody is waking up. They're, they're seeing that like this is being done on purpose. Like everybody's going broke. You know, I don't have to go through it, but I will. The border, inflation, gas, crime, foreign policy, war. The list goes on and on. 
and it's all done by design. And now everybody sees it now. See, back in the day, they just used to do subtle little things that you wouldn't notice. It wouldn't affect your day-to-day life. But this now they're doing it right in broad daylight, and they're basically saying, like, what are you going to do? And everybody now, and I'm seeing it. I'm seeing this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I am seeing never Trumpers being Trumpers now. Because they see, they're like, wait a minute. We got bamboozled, just like we did by Barack Obama. We, we got bamboozled. These guys are crooks. I mean, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Bill Maher, Michael Rappaport. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I gotta vote for pink dick Donald Trump. Swamp dick Donald Trump. I'm sorry. So many people are going like, yeah, like Donald Trump. I mean, Joe Biden is everything they accuse Donald Trump of being. <clears throat> and they see it now. They're like, wait a minute. Donald Trump's not a racist. Look at all this. He's for the 80s and 90s party with all these black people. He endorsed Mike Tyson when he was on trial. And said, like, he didn't do it. Like he was, he was sticking up for Mike Tyson. I'm a fucking racist. He is. But they see what Biden's America looks like, and they're like, well, you know what? The, the media who, like I said, with that red circle, blue circle thing, they, they led you to believe that guy was a monster. And he's not. <laughs> he's not. Biden is the monster. Anyway, so they find in this five-hour report, okay, they, they, there's some taglines in there saying that, like, any conversation with him is painfully slow. They say his memory is fucking shot. He lashes out at people. He's he don't know where he's going. Like it was a bad report. It was it was not good, and that was the way they're going to get him off the ticket. So now on Thursday he announces that he's he's going to come out and speak, but he didn't give a subject. Okay, so the story breaks Thursday afternoon, and he calls for the speech, and I'm like, he's going to step down. He's got to like you, like you painted yourself in a corner, and and when he came out and spoke, he even painted himself worse into a corner. Okay, because now he's in an ultimatum. So what did he do? He came out because in that report, they're basically saying the classified documents thing. When the Department of Justice you know, investigated that, they found that he willfully took documents as a private citizen after he was vice president. He took classified documents. That is a fucking, that, that's court martial. You're going to jail. All right. So what did he do? Just, just, the, just like the slime ball that he is. He came out and lied about it. And said that the documents case of, of, of President Trump, like that's that's he, he like he fucked up. Like he's going to jail. Like no. He was the president and had the authority to declassify documents and he had them in, in a secure place. All right, it was completely legal, but they're doing this kangaroo court thing because it, God forbid he he wins. If if he wins, they're all done. Like the corruption's done. They're all going to prison. Okay. And that's what I want to tell people is that like do you think these people are, are are vehemently going after this guy so bad to save us from him? No, they're doing it to save them from him. Be awake, not woke. So he comes out in this fucking speech, and nothing is ever his fault. You're you're the commander in chief. Of the, of the free world, and nothing is your fault. Everything is Trump's fault. Everything is somebody else's fault. So 
the reason why that's such a bad look for him is because like the, the everybody's waking up to this shit. Like anytime they they blame something on Donald Trump, they're like, "This is getting old, man." Like you've been in, you've been in office for three years. Like the day that you take office, you're accountable from there on in. You can't keep blaming shit that you did on the previous administration. Okay, like and here's here's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is how fucking stupid these people are. Okay, he came out in a speech last week and said, "The reason why." The border is the way it is. It's because Donald Trump. Um. Uh, in 2016, when he was campaigning, and he said he was going to build a wall to protect our border, like that, that, that racist, the, the racist white supremacist guy that that wanted to keep all the dirty Mexicans out, that as you so put it. That guy, that he's that, he's the reason why the border's open. Make that make sense. He was handed the most secure border in in fucking the history of America. And the day that he took office, the very first day, he signed 11 executive orders to reverse every border policy Trump put in place. And the border has been leaking like a sieve ever since. And we're starting to see it in our cities. Everywhere. And these people are doing bad crimes to people, okay? People are getting murdered. People are getting raped. People are getting shot. Trump's fault. So he talked about the, uh, like, like, he talked about that. Then he said he had no idea that they weren't classified. I I, don't know. I didn't know about it. Yeah, fuck you didn't, okay? Because the DOJ says otherwise. Gotcha, bitch. He, you willingly took those documents. And then he said, the second lie in the speech, he said they were in file cabinets, locked in file cabinets, or in file cabinets that can be locked. Only problem with that, Joe, is the FBI and the DOJ kept receipts. And the receipts are pictures of your fucking garage that belongs on hoarders, by the way. And you had boxes, boxes of documents that the boxes were wide open. Some of them are ripped. Like, they're just readily viewable, like, right there. There's, like, military secrets, like, Afghanistan, all this other shit that he took. That if somebody came and robbed the house, they could they could fucking, they could just take him right there. Gotcha, bitch! <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. They were... And then, and then he said he didn't know they were there in his garage. He's like, I, I didn't know. My, my staff put it there. My staff, yeah, it's never your fault. Your staff put it there. Okay, yeah, what did they do? Pull open a UPS truck and break into your garage and put it there without telling you? You fucking scumbag. So in the report, they basically said that it, they can't charge him because his 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 memory is too bad. They called him a, what did they say, a well-intentioned old man that wouldn't be able to stand trial. Okay, well then, now now you're at the ultimatum. All right, either get prosecuted or step down. Gotcha, bitch. Because if you're not mentally strong enough to stand trial, you're sure as fuck not mentally strong to run the free world. It's go time, buddy. What are you going to do? Pick. Because like I said, man, there's no way he, there's no way he's the nominee. There's no way that he's the, the nominee. It's either Mike Obama or fucking or Gavin Newsom. Like I've been saying for months.
because here's the thing. All right. If Biden runs in November, like I said, if the election is fair, he went Trump wins 42 states. If he runs in November and beats Trump, then everybody who's woken up already, there's a civil war coming because they know that election's stolen. All right, and, and the first time it was like, you know, again, the red, the red circle, blue circle, the media kept saying, like, these people who think the election, the election was rigged, they're fucking great with tinfoil hat and all the bullshit. All right, and then three years later, like, wait a minute, maybe it was. Like, who would have voted for this fucking guy? If he runs now with all the gain that Trump has gotten in the last three years, if he runs and loses to Joe Biden, people are going to go the fuck off. And, and that's all there is to it. So so now that after he makes his statement, his bullshit statement, blame Trump, blame his staff, blame this, blame that, they ask, they start asking him questions about his memory, and he was not happy about it. Like, cause he, like all the, that's, here's what happens. When you have dementia like that, okay, when, like, when, when you get overwhelmed like that, you get so much, you snap. Like, you just snap because you, you know that you're, you're fucked up. And you know that there's nothing you can do about it. And then when people are pressing you, like the only thing that your brain can do is snap out. And he snapped out on this on the one Asian reporter asking him about his memory. And you know, and she's like, "Well, you know, like the American people are watching and they're seeing what the hell is going." On. He's like, "That's your judgment. That's your judgment." He's pointing his finger in her face and shit. And then he goes, "That's your judgment. That's not the judgment of, 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 of the press." Not the judgment of the press. She is the press, you fucking potato. I mean, <laughs> it's it's just nuts. So so now, okay, now now they're they're opening up for more. He got oh, my memory's fine. My memory's fine. My memory's fine. <laughs> right then, they start talking about his son who died because in the report he didn't know he didn't know when his son died. He didn't know uh, when he was vice president. They were asking him questions. He's like, it was 2013. I was vice president then. Like, he didn't know. Everything that was in that report was just flat out embarrassing. He forgot that he was vice president. He forgot when he was vice president. I mean, they said that five hours, it was just like they were talking to a potato. So, (laughs) in a press conference where he is being questioned about his mental his mental acuity and his memory he talks he talks about a rosary that he has about his his son on his wrist that he wears every day he's like i got this bracelet on my wrist from our lady and just paused never said it he couldn't remember in a press conference where you're being questioned about your memory gotcha bitch Then he mixed up the president of Mexico and Egypt in a press conference about your mental acuity. Gotcha, bitch. You are now painted into a corner, Joseph Robinette. Shit or get off the pot, buddy. Either stand trial or step down. Joe Biden. What an asshole! What an asshole! What an asshole! What an asshole. And that's all I got for you guys this week. Like I said, I was going to save this for the end. And again, I will, I'll probably say 
that after 2024, I'm probably not going to talk about items like this anymore. But being that this is going to be the craziest year of our life, whether it's that fuck, that's fucked up, whether it's what an asshole, I, I got, I got to talk about this shit while while it's coming. I just do, I, you know. It's what it is, okay? It's what it is, and I, I, I give you guys outs if you don't want to listen to it. You just like I say, I save this for the end of the show. You can just cut it right off when I said that. Giving you a fair warning. God damn it! What time is it? It's two fourteen. I really don't think I'm going to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight. I, I, I might just, you know, last three minutes, see who wins. We'll have to see. I don't know. If you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly i just wanted to remind you guys about like length okay because i'm in minute 36 of this segment which is probably going to give you guys nearly two hours which i kind of wanted to stay away from but you know like 90 minutes i'm okay with that like if you guys want that okay good so we'll see how the vote goes if we're going to cut this thing down to an hour or or if you want a 10 to 30 minute episode could you imagine a 10 to 30 minute episode of the c-rod podcast i could But at the end of the day, I mean, really, I, I, I can do a daily episode. But I don't know. Just the way that I tee things up, the way that I tell stories. I'm a little long-winded, if you guys haven't noticed, in 130-some episodes. <laughs> I can just yap, 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 yapperoo all for a good day. You know what I'm saying? But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.